0: Welcome to Doctor Me First. Did you know that I started another podcast? Yeah, that's right. So today I want to share the very first episode from Burnt Out to Badass podcast. I figured, why not just give you a showcase of the exact episode? So that's what we're going to do today. But before we do that, I got to pay some bills. Here's a quick message from Physician Financial Services, a business widely recognized in the physician community for disability insurance. Lawrence M. Keller, CFP, has been in the insurance and financial services industry since 1990. Unlike medicine, which has a standardized path that physicians must take to gain the education, training, and experience requirements necessary to obtain board certification, the insurance and financial services industry does not. While he might not be a doctor's first phone call regarding their insurance need, he is often their last. So find Larry at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash Larry Keller, or use the link in the show notes. All right, well, I'm just so proud to introduce this first episode of the Burnt Out to Badass podcast. Here we go. Who am I? Well, I'm a woman who speaks openly about being burned out as a family medicine physician So that no other working professional woman feels alone in her workplace journey. I believe that every woman deserves to have a joy-filled and sustainable career. And I am on a freaking mission to tell everyone, hey, beautiful people, you can love your life and your work. So I experienced physician burnout literally I think I finally came into the awareness that I was burned out within the first couple weeks of starting my new attending job. So I had gotten through medical school. I had gotten through residency. I had signed the big girl contract. I had all the student loans, the house mortgage, the two little kids and the scared husband at home. And that's when I realized, oh, my God, I can't do this for the next 30 years of my life. I was chronically exhausted. Like there was no amount of sleep or naps or vegging out that was going to help me. It wasn't just physical exhaustion. It wasn't just mental exhaustion. It wasn't just emotional exhaustion. It was spiritual exhaustion. Just a total fracturing of my soul. And you know, on the outside, it probably looked like I had had it all. That I had made it. But I was miserable and numb on the inside. We'll get into my whole story here in a minute. But I. Practice life coaching and medicine in rural southwestern Indiana. I love my roles as a farmer's wife, as an athlete, and as a mother of three. Besides being super sassy, if you haven't picked up on that yet, I really enjoy getting mud on my shoes, getting outside, teaching my kids to catch tadpoles and set campfires, and also reading a great fantasy fiction novel. So I'm going to use the same format that I will use with each of my guests and walk through that journey of burnout. And so a sneak peek to what burnout was like for me, it felt like numbness. It felt crushing. It felt trapped. Like I felt trapped in it. And honestly, I had probably been dealing with it for years. It wasn't just like all of a sudden in 2014, I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm burned out. I need to do something. talk about it a lot. Either you listen to like the tickle of the feather in your heart or you get the two by four upside the head. And girl, I probably had bruises and lumps all over my head from all the different two by four moments that were saying, warning, warning, this is not good, warning. And I kept pushing through. I always used to tell people in medical school that I may not be the smartest, but I would always outwork everyone. And I think I thought I could outwork my burnout. I think I thought if I just keep my head at, down and I keep pushing, it's just going to get better until it didn't get better. Now, my story is not one of like going to alcohol or losing my kids or any of the extremes like that, but it felt that extreme internally. And so I just want to put that out there that hopefully there are other people who can relate to my story that that externally, your in-laws, your family are asking like, what's wrong with Aaron? Like, we thought everything was Okay but you are validated to have the feelings and the emotions and the experience that you're having internally without all the quote unquote, like external evidence and justification. So I would say externally, my life looked awesome. You know, I had the six figure physician job. I was starting a new practice in rural Indiana, which I had always wanted to go back and take care of um, the people who I consider the salt of the earth. Um, We had just bought a home. We had two little boys. They were uh like 3 and well almost 3 and almost 1 my husband was he had transitioned from teaching and was working full time on the family farm and so had gone through that tra- that transition with him so you know externally like i said everyone around was was just like what do you mean you're not happy and what i found out pretty soon is that it wasn't safe for me to talk about how i felt with other people other people just didn't get it my family didn't get it people locally to me didn't get it. So what I did was I started talking to like my med school best friends and they were like, yeah, yeah, me too. I had no fucking clue what to do either. (laughs) I talked to people I went to residency with, same thing. They were feeling exactly the same way, but had no solutions. I was even mouthy enough that I talked to my office manager, I talked to my immediate boss, and then eventually I landed in the office of my CMO. And during that meeting, I was just distraught because I was like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I want to walk out of this clinic and burn this building down and never come back. But yet I don't have a quote unquote good enough reason to do that. And I remember talking with him and the quote that still sticks with me in my heart is he says, you know, Dr. Wiseman, we're really glad to have you here. And we hope to keep you for the full extent of your 30 plus year career. And I wanted to vomit when I heard that. Because I thought there's no way that I can do this for 30 years. And my husband even asked me, he was like, What's the this? And and I couldn't even describe it. And so what I tell people now is I hit the valley of burnout and then found the basement. Like I had been so entrenched and so deep in it that I didn't even I couldn't even articulate. The words on how I was feeling, what was bothering me, because I had been in that prison for so long, it was just my new pathological normal. But I knew it wasn't right. Absolutely wasn't right at all. And so my journey coming through started with doing what I tell all my patients not to do, which is get on the internet. And I was literally typing, how do I change my CV to a resume? Or alternative jobs for physicians who don't want to practice medicine. Or how do I get out? <laughs> Those are literally my Google searches, and I again I found thousands of other people who were like me, and and you know some of them were like just leave, you know, burn down the institution, and other people were doing side hustles and like figuring things out that way, and other people were just bitching and moaning, um, trying to like have an outlet for their emotions, but were doing no changes. And as I looked around, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go into pharmaceuticals. I don't want to work for an insurance company. I don't even know that I want to be in my career path anymore. I don't even know that I want to be in healthcare. And I remember halfway joking, but I was 100% serious telling my husband. I was like, you know what? I will just go sell chicks at Rule King. It's a local agricultural store. I'm like, I know all about chickens. I was raised with them as a kid. Like, I am good at that. I will go make $12 an hour and sell chickens at Rural King. And he was like, um, let's give this six months because that's not sustainable. You can't even pay your student loans with that kind of income. And he said, Aaron, I believe in you. I support you and change. We will figure this out. And that was huge for me to have somebody who he didn't understand, obviously. And later he told me how scared to death he was, but that he believed in me and he knew that we would figure it out. So in my internet searching, I continued to look around reading blogs. I stumbled across a fellow female family medicine physician and she was running this website called the Entrepreneurial MD. Well, I'm a DO, but I love my MD colleagues. And I was like, you know what? Hashtag take my money. The rest of my family are entrepreneurs. I'm the only doctor. Like if they can figure it out, I can figure it out. And so I got on this website. I started working through her online modules. The first time I'd ever done like anything like this. And I was like, oh my God, she's kind of speaking to my soul. I need to talk to this woman. So I figured out how to schedule a phone call with her. And I remember, I want to say it was like the spring of 2015 at that point. So I had like continued to keep grinding through and going and grinding through. And I remember talking to her on my front porch and it was the first time in a really long time that I had felt understood and that I had felt heard and that I had felt validated. And I remember her telling me, Erin, you're not crazy. You're not broken. I can help you. And she told me the price of what one-on-one coaching was. And I almost swallowed my tongue. But later when I talked to Craig, my husband, I was like, I need this. I don't, I don't care how much money this is. I think this is what I need. Because at least she gets it and she gets me. And so that's what started my coaching journey. I first started getting coached. And in our first couple of sessions she she started asking me these questions on things that seemed like really simple questions, but I had no answers to and Then the answers that I would tell her, I would later sit and think about them, and I was like, "Oh my God, that came out of my mouth. Is that really what I'm thinking?" And it was the first time that I realized that my thoughts had been so convoluted for so long that I didn't even have a grip on it. I didn't even realize the internal messaging that I was telling myself over and over and over again. And before too long, things started to get better. I started doing the coaching exercises and meeting with her. And before too long, I realized during one of our coaching sessions, she asked me, what were you put on this earth to do? And I was like, well, be a doctor and a mom and a wife and a friend. And she's like, no, 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 no labels, action verbs. What were you put on this earth to do? And I said, I was put on this earth to heal. And to help. And she said, Aaron, doctoring is one way for which you can do that, right? And I said, Yeah, yeah, I think so. She said, Now there's about half a million other ways that you can help and heal people. And so this is your decision now on which one of those you want to pick moving forward. And it blew my mind because when I stripped off the label of like, this is what I was always supposed to be. Like, you guys got to know, I was in medical training until my 30s. And so (laughs) practically my whole entire life to this point had been training for this pinnacle moment. And now I was turning my back on the thing I'd been training for, for what I had based my entire identity on, for what I had spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to obtain and thousands and thousands of hours. And now you're telling me like, oh, it's just one drop in the ocean. It was scary, but it was freeing all at the same time. And then that got me thinking of like, oh, so how else can I help and heal? And thinking about my conversations that I was having with her and my experience and my sass and my things that I, all the things I wanted to do, I just started. I just started doing it. And I started doing these things that I called truth prescriptions. And I would put them on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, Pinterest, because I thought, you know, I have something to say. I have a voice that's important and I can maybe help and heal one other person in this big wide world if maybe they read my message. And then from there, truth prescriptions started to develop into me talking and speaking about my experience. And then I was like, where are all the damn young professional mom coaches at? Because we needed this shit. We needed this shit before motherhood, before training. We need this. I didn't see anybody else doing it. Not in the flavor that I wanted. And so I said, why not me? So I started to go get coaches training. Like again, 2015, found out I was pregnant with our third child and started to make some changes, both, you know, along the way it was internally, but really externally. And so I cut back on my clinical practice. I just worked Monday, Wednesday, Friday and Tuesdays and Thursdays. You know, that feeling when you dive down off the diving board to like a 20 foot pool down below and it gets really like heavy and your ears feel like they're going to pop and you can't swallow and and you're holding your breath. Well, Tuesdays and Thursdays felt like when you come up from that and you're on the top of the surface and the sun is shining on you and you're floating in a floaty with some sort of delicious drink in your hand. And I was like, "Mm, I got to have more Tuesdays and Thursdays in my life. I've got to have a career that I don't plan a vacation for While I'm on vacation and my other requirement is I want a life that you don't have to wake up to an alarm clock to every single morning. And that was my guiding post. And so I just started. Now there's a lot of details in the way of pivoting, trying different things as a clinician, pivoting, trying different things as a coach. But I'm happy to report now, six years later, that I'm doing those exact things. I have a life that I don't have to plan a vacation to get away from. And I have a life that I don't live by an alarm clock in the morning, dreading the alarm clock, but instead that I'm excited when my feet hit the ground just about every morning. So who or what was instrumental to my journey? I would say I definitely married up my husband, Mr. Wiseman. I I don't think I could do without him. And I also recognized too, if I had continued down that path of burnout, I probably would have divorced him and lost out on probably the single greatest person in my life. My coach, Dr. Philippa Keneally, she was totally instrumental. And there were a lot of other people along the way who said, we believe in you, Aaron. We see your spark coming back. We see you talking about these things. And then when I started working with clients and they started to have results, I was like, I think this is it. Because for a long time, I doubted, like, did I make the worst six-figure decision by going to medical school and by doing this career? Like, do I regret doing that? And now I can honestly look back and say, if that, if I had to go through all of that to come to this point now, I don't regret it. Because now I can talk as an authority figure, as a practicing physician who has succumbed to burnout, but came through on the other side and now is living a life that she can totally proclaim and dance around about. Now, it's not perfect. Absolutely not. I am, I am not the Pinterest mom. I am not the picture perfect family. Like, we still have our moments with Team Wiseman, no doubt. But that's what makes it marvelous, because that's okay now. It doesn't need to be perfect or have to be perfect. So what do I want you, my friend, my listener out there, to really know in your hearts and to do after this podcast? I want you to know those exact words that you are not alone. You are not crazy and you are not broken. If you're having an experience similar to mine, there is nothing wrong with you. There is things that can absolutely be changed. Change is absolutely possible and available to anyone who asks. And the other thing I would tell you that you know, is that if I can do it with so many obstacles, which we can talk about later, then you can do it too. And what I want you to do after hearing either this podcast or the episodes to come is I really want you to take an internal evaluation on your life and say like, is this enough? Am I satisfied with what I'm doing? And know that if it's not, that you can have that. You really absolutely can. So keep following along with this podcast. We'll be releasing several episodes over the next couple of months. I've got some phenomenal guests who bring their experience and their journey and their resources as well into this. And I want to share with you, if this goes beyond just this podcast, great. I would love, love, love to interact with you. And you can come find out more about me at burntouttobadass.com. And if this podcast is good enough, I would just say thank you. Thank you for being a listener, for tuning in, for maybe sharing an episode that really touches your heart. I'm here with you, and I so appreciate having you with me. So the badass in me honors the badass in you. Thanks for hanging with me today. But before we end, don't forget about Larry Keller at Physician Financial Services for your disability insurance need. He's been around for a while in many physician communities, helping them with the coverage they need. So go find Larry at DrPodcastNetwork.com backslash Larry Keller. And don't forget, your life, your calling, your pulse matters.